It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on Twitter. Joining me, as always, the co-host of this Outlaw Mud Show from across the ocean and from the future. Here's the barroom brawl and disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than slapping the piss out of Will Ospreay. At GA Russell Nut, Glenn Abbott, Glenn, I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods today, but here in the USA, it is Father's Day. So I'm gonna say it to you anyway. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. And happy Father's Day to you. We actually can we actually combined on this one. It's Father's oh. Day here as well. So okay, well there you go. I know sometimes you get your dates on your holidays wrong. I don't know yeah. why y'all can't just sync up to our calendar like the rest of the world, but uh uh, so it is ha- so it's Father's Day there as well. That's uh, very good. I, re- I received two WhatsApp messages early hours of this morning. Very good, very good. It's nice to be uh, nice to be thought about, right? I think we fathers don't expect much um, other than just a a nice message on a day such as today, right? I know I don't expect much. It takes it t- it takes my ones to get pissed and do it. <laughs> <on their own. laughs> Remember that they've got a father, let alone it's well. Mine are mine are too young to get pissed. Uh, well, I hopefully, anyway. Uh, but uh, I'll be uh, I'll be picking mine up a little while from their mother's house, and we will be going to my uh, father and mother's house. We're gonna probably cook some food outside, you know, splash around in the swim pool a little bit. So, uh, ought to be a pretty good. Pretty good day over here, anyway, for Father's Day. Yeah, two, there's two of mine that to take after their father. <laughs> they're both hopefully in, their, in the good ways. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're both in their forties now. Um, for the 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 oldest one's twenty first. I bought them their first karaoke setup. Oh, <laughs> and um, now they've got quite a successful karaoke jockey business. Oh, nice. Even though they're in their forties now, they're still doing that and still going out on weekends and Ooh. earning a few bob from that. So. Well, that's good. That's good. It's good to have a little, uh, little side hustle, right? Yeah, of course it is. That's good. That's good. Well, they uh, do they do specific kind of karaoke parties? Do they do like adult only situations? Do they children's parties? Do they go to the just uh, random pubs? I mean, how does it look like? What does it look like over there? Uh, they have two resident clubs that they do on a okay. Friday and Saturday. And then they take other bookings like for parties and birthdays and that sort of thing. One, you... The younger one, who's now 40, um, she's the one that specializes in the kids' parties. She likes mm. to dress up like a clown or, ah. or uh, but, well, Elsa, is it, from Frozen? That's one of them. Yeah, she does that as well. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. For the kids. Oh yeah, let it go. Let it go. Yeah, Glenn. I think a lot of times we all it's good at life, just good life <laughs> advice sometimes, right? Yeah, just let it go. Uh, so, did you uh, uh, 
do you presently or back in your day, did you have a go-to karaoke song if you were going to take the mic? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, right. what was it? It was the, the, the Grease Megamix. The, okay, so like the medley of uh, various portions of all the various songs in the, in the Grease movie. So it's uh, you're the one that I want, uh, Grease Lightning, and there's Summer Loving all sort of mixed together. Did they have one called Hand Job? Like, no, that was a Hand Jive. Oh, oh, that was a different movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a different movie, yeah. <laughs> different movie. Okay. Different, different uh, internet site. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, you were, you were the Grease Medley guy. That was your uh, claim to yeah. fame. When yeah. you walked in, they knew that what was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way of getting everybody singing along as well. Sure. Yeah. You get that, that's the trick in karaoke. Because you get the guys singing the guys' parts and the girls singing the girls' parts, and then it's a yeah, yeah. No, that that's absolutely the secret sauce of karaoke. You've got to get the crowd involved, and it helps you, and it hides your your hides your vocal flaws, and uh, it gets everybody else clapping and stomping and have a good time. So you're you're a smart man, Glenn. You, you know you know yeah. your way around a crowd and a stage and a mic. There is there is nothing worse at a karaoke. If you're you're, you're sitting there, um, you're waiting your turn to go up. You filled in your sheet and you've added it in, and the D and the, D, the DJ's standing there and he's got a pile of these sheets and he calls one up and then he calls another one up, and then about three or four and then he will start playing music. He start mm. DJing. Mm-hmm. Get ten minutes of that, and then he'll come out, and then he'll sing a song. <laughs> and everybody's sitting there going, "We, we gave you half hour ago. We right, gave right. Our Why aren't you letting us sing? We came for karaoke, not to listen yeah. to the DJ. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, the worst is, is karaoke when somebody goes up there and thinks that they're um, better than they are. And choose yeah. a slow song, you know, that's that requires solid vocal chops, and you're just you're sitting there, and that's that's the worst. Karaoke music should always be bouncy and fun, in my opinion. Unless yeah. you actually can, you know, freaking sing, then absolutely go out there and blow everybody's minds. But uh yeah, yeah you need you need for, for the common man like you and me, Glenn, we need the bouncier tunes. The foot the football team that I used to play for, soccer team for those that <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called soccer officially the day after Thanksgiving, Glenn. Call it football now because it's not lasted much longer. It probably will in the way that <laughs> art of England plans. But anyway, the, yeah, the first time we did a karaoke there, there's a guy, um, well known within the club. So one of these, he played for his team in one of the lower teams, and he'll just sit at the end of the bar, not had any real mates or anything. And then we got we decided that we'd do a karaoke one night in there. And he got he decided to put in a a, a slip, um, American trilogy. And you think this is gonna go all sorts of wrong. <laughs> but the guy stood up and when he started singing. You shut your eyes and Elvis was in the room. Mm. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. And then he probably finished his song. Probably everybody clapped. Yeah. He probably went back and took his seat and started minding his own business again. 
exactly. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that's wonderful. No, that's no. See, if I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going to do something like uh, that doesn't really require singing. That more requires like talking. You know, yeah. uh, maybe something like Ice Ice Baby, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to necessarily have be a, a a melodic songbird to pull that one off. You just have to uh, look like an asshole and, and say some words, which is easy to do. That's right. My my go to if I'm not working, if it, if we're just out at a party or something, and they've got a karaoke on, is a is a boy named Sue. Oh, I, <laughs> nice. I you bet can, you, I can hear you doing that. I can hear you pulling you that off. You can sort of gravelly do it without. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're just telling a story, and you know, and people aren't necessarily paying attention to how good your tone, your vocal tone, is. No. You're telling a story, and they're listening to your story. Yeah. Mm. perfect absolutely perfect so what else has been going on over there where you are you know you've been back to work recently after your long vacation um you uh how, how's the covid going in your part of the world i hear it's still a thing it's still a thing um i think it's the case now is that we've like 90 percent um jabbed and so they yeah so now it's, it's a case that everybody's just getting on with it it's amazing a, 90 something yeah my par parish where i live or, or county is the equivalent where i live we finally got up to 40 percent vaccinated <laughs> 40 four zero yeah six out of ten assholes are walking around here without being vaccinated <laughs> so that just okay. gives you an impression of what it's like where i live yeah, well. <laughs> uh, you know, hoping that oh, you know, maybe it will wipe some of them out. Uh, but that's that's a terrible thing to say. Um, anyway, uh, nature has a way. <laughs> nature has a way. Speaking, of, I'm glad you said that. Nature has a way. I saw the most recent Jurassic Park movie. Have, have you heard of this? Have you seen this? Are you aware of this? Um, I'm very aware. Of it. Because it's they've been plugging the life out of it. Yeah, how can you avoid after, it? After hearing your review of it online, and then hearing what Pat McAfee said on SmackDown. Oh, I don't know what Pat McAfee said. I, I missed what he said. What did he say about it? Oh, Do you was, remember? He was very. Um, I can't remember what it was. What happened? But it was something. He said it's nearly as bad as the latest dinosaur. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, you know, my, my official review on Twitter was that for anybody that didn't read it was um, I should have seen Maverick for the second time instead of seeing Jurassic Park for the first time. Um, it was not good. And I don't want to give away spoilers. I know there may be some people interested in seeing it. If you're expecting hot dinosaur action, um, you'd be more you'd be better off turning on a Luchasaurus match. Um <laughs> There's, there's not a lot of hot... They're there, but they're kind of like peripherally there. They're not a, really a part of it. Um, the movie starts out with a problem. It, 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 it tells you a certain situation, a thing that is happening. And then the problem switches, and you never get the first problem that they told you about in the first five minutes of the movie solved. It's never solved. Um. They completely switched to it. This was supposed to be a dinosaur movie, but it wasn't about dinosaurs at all. Um, so if you want hot dinosaur action, go check out uh, Luchasaurus' OnlyFans. 
Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Mm. Not good. Not good. Save your money. See Maverick again, everybody. It's worth seeing more than once. Have you seen the Maverick yet, Glenn? I haven't seen it yet. Um, are you a, are you a fan of the original Top Gun? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. Um, can I just say that last week, because we didn't record, I actually went out on a Sunday for the first time in two years. <laughs> and how was that? Was it scary? <laughs> It was a bit, but yeah, quite. <laughs> um, we had a little thing from work, and some colleagues got together at the Frankie and Benny's down the road, and had a nice burger and some beers, and we chatted. What, what is what is a Frankie and Benny's? Is that like a chain <laughs> sort of situation, yeah, yeah. or it's like a burger joint, basically? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. They call it an American diner, but okay. You wouldn't recognize it as such. Well, they've, if they've got a decent, if they've got a decent burger and a cold beer, that's all you need. Yeah, that's it. It's a bit oh. like where you have traditional British pubs. Oh, okay, right. Like, like, like <laughs> a, a, <laughs> sort of imitations of a traditional thing. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a local one here, a, uh, a a pub here, and I mean, you know, for some ignorant idiot like me, I walk in that place and I imagine this is exactly what it must be like if you walk into a 300-year-old pub somewhere in England. This is obviously what it's like. It's probably nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, probably. But they've got lots of beer and lots of varieties of whiskey. So, you know, you soon, you soon forget about the surroundings. That's what you want from a bar. It's not there for the ambience. No, 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 not at all, no. Either you're going for the liquor or the scenery, um, not the ambiance, but the scenery, depending on who's there for you to look at. That's uh, that's why you go to those places. This is exactly it. But uh, no, you should you should absolutely go find a time and a way to see Maverick Glenn. It was a, a great movie. Um, I, I think I might like it better than your original, and it is definitely worth seeing more than once, just so that you don't have to see the Jurassic Park. But yep, we. Uh... I, I'd say so. We're talking about the Maverick. Um, it was the first day of the She One yesterday. Oh. And they they streamed it live on YouTube. Now explain explain to the people that might not know what is the She One. Go back and listen to episodes five or six of the piece of business. And we explain what the She One. No, it's, it's Pro Wrestling Eve. Um, Every year they have it's based on obviously uh, on the New Japan thing. Uh, it's a knockout tournament. Everybody, it's a round robin. Everybody wrestles everybody in different in different groups. Uh, you get two points for a win and nothing for a loss. Um, and you go to a semi final and final, and then you're crowned. The she won champion at the end of it if you win the whole lot. And it's been quite interesting yesterday. There was some shenanigans, shall we say. Mm, okay. Shenanigans, huh? Well, who are who is uh rattle off some names of people that are competing in this year's event? Uh Rhea O'Reilly. I like her. You know I like her. Oh, she's got zero points. Ooh. She's up at herself. Um, she interfered in another match because if they both got disqualified, they know it would, wouldn't count. Um, 
uh, then Dan made it into a fatal four-way. And uh, she lost and ended up with zero points. So she's wow. going with no She's points. in a hole. She's got to dig out of that hole. Uh, I'm sure she will. Um, we're supposed to have Jamie Hayter. Unfortunately, there were travel problems, so she didn't make it again. Hmm. Um, that uh, you, Do you think she will surprise at some point and show up out of nowhere? Or do you think uh, it's just too uh, much... I see this is I think this is a case of um AEW Is she big time in Eve? Is that what she's doing? Is she big time in? Is she trying to say I'm too big for you guys? Uh I don't think that I think it's more of um AEW of Doctor coming. Gotcha. Hmm. Um but to be fair to Dan, what he did yesterday is during one of the breaks he showed the match a match with her against Viper from mm. an earlier She Won series. Mm. Yeah, because, but yeah. Because it advertised. There are, so yeah. People. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully the, the ticket buyers weren't uh, too upset. I mean, they, hopefully they understand it's not a problem on anybody, Eve's end at all. <laughs> anybody that goes to, a, to live to an Eve show knows the uh, subject to change thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's always, especially, you know, it's, uh, it's not a big promotion. Probably, you know, the, we know it's the biggest female promotion in the country. Probably the only one, I think. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they're still an independent promotion that are just trying to make money from week to week. And obviously, flying in these girls from Japan and out from the States, things happen. They, they ain't gonna and it's not, yeah. Things happen, and it's not cheap. <laughs> exactly. I've been trying. I've been trying to get Ronnie Nicole over here for like two years now, but as Dan said, he'd happily put her on his show, but he's then getting her another couple of shows to make it worth her while. Yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah, you don't go over there just for one shot. You know, you gotta yeah. work as many times as you can if you're making the trip. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we got Rhea. Rhea's in the tournament. Uh, who else is in the tournament that you uh, can recall? Um, okay. As I told you when I reviewed my my live AE, uh, Eve show the, for a few months ago, yep. she's the one that came back and then plunged off a ladder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, we had a couple. Yeah, let me get the, the thing up. I'm, you know what I'm like. I've never. There's a couple of girls from um, the Japanese side of AEW. Oh, right? okay. But obviously, through Shimmer supporting them rather than AEW. Mm. Mm. Uh, we are consulting the uh, the POB uh, research department as we speak. <laughs> we are. Uh, you know, we have a, a very complicated uh, messaging system here over at the headquarters, and through through quantum physics and quantum computing, we can d d get our messages to them, our queries, if you will, and they will respond. So, uh, Glenn, has the has the research department returned to you yet? We have. Um, cool, Laura Di Matteo. She's. In I it. know her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rio, she's in it. Uh huh. Alex Windsor, Charlie Morgan, Jetta. Nobody does it, Jetta. <laughs> yeah. 
Sky Smithson, who's uh, Rhea's uh, bodyguard and buddy, she's mm. in it. Um, Venny, who did a couple of shows for AEW, uh, one of the Japanese girls. Um, and there's a there's a load of others, but that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I've got the, the ones the ones people may have heard of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, more likely than others. I mean, Rio's a you know lover or hater. She's she's a fairly big name in the uh, non WWE women's world. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good get for Eve to get her over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Emmy Sakura as well. She was a oh. She, there's another one. Okay. Yeah. Well, even with all those names, I say. Uh, Rhea should win it, and she should win it every single year. <laughs> That's what I say. If it were me, it would be no mystery at all. As soon as the thing starts, everybody knows she's going to win. Oh, and he's wearing his shirt, his Rhea shirt, Rhea O'Reilly shirt. Coincidentally, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, she won't win it this year. <laughs> well, she doesn't need. I mean, look, she doesn't need to win it. She's already made in that world. I mean, she doesn't need it, but uh, I, she can definitely be there at the end and put somebody over them. Yeah, that's. I think she's booking it again. Mm. And she won't. No. She would never ever book herself into the. She wouldn't do a dusty. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of booking yourselves into things, Gwen. Um, I don't know if you heard or not, but 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 one Vincent McMahon got himself into a little uh, trouble this week. Before we do that, okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to say something now. Um, normally, about this time, we would do a twat of the week, but because it's been you got to do your daily twat, Glenn. You got to do your your weekly or your weekly twat, Glenn. <laughs> because there's been so many. Um, I haven't got the music lined up as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there have been there have been no shortage. I think what you're getting at here is I think there have been no shortage of potential candidates for the award this week. No, um. <laughs> it, it was more sifting out the ones. That <laughs> yeah. That were that weren't being swatish. Oh, here we go. And now it's time, you wrestling fans, for one and all to see the sucks who failed at social media so recently. While no one can quite so compare to Roy back at his peak, our dearest Glenn is here to share his pick twat of the week. This week, uh, we're not we're not um, as I said, I'm not featuring a twat because. There's been so much of it. There's been so much twatism spoken all week. A lot of twatitude. There's been a lot of twatitude. I love that word. That is a good one. You can have it for free, Glenn. Pass out gimmicks for free. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, this week, I am going to mention a guy who actually spoke some sense over the... Sasha Banks scene because it started. Oh, this is... it's, you know, it started off with oh, the Sasha Banks has been sacked, been been released. No, she wasn't released. She was sacked. 
She walked out on her job. She walked out on her contract. If she's gone, she's been sacked. She wasn't released. It wasn't a normal release. Mm -hmm. As any of us, if we just walked out on our jobs, would expect to happen. Yep. But, um, oh, I've got the wrong one. Everything's going wrong this morning. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that was the that was the guy. Yep. You're trying. You're trying to find an example of someone who spoke some sense. That someone who is an anti-twat. What's the opposite of a twat, Glenn? And remember, this is a family show. I don't know. It must be an anti-twat, I suppose. <laughs> Leave that one up to the listeners. Let us know what is the opposite of a twat. What is an anti-twat? <laughs> uh, oh, I can't even find the thing now. It was in our chat. I don't even bookmark these things. <laughs> anyway, what he said was um, to sum it up, he was he cited an example of her being the twat. Mm. You know, his uh, son or daughter, I can't remember which, but uh, um, basically said people have sort of got to pull their necks in a bit and realize that she's not the. <laughs> She's not a saint. <laughs> no, yeah, and, and as we've said before, I mean, we know people who know her, and uh, or, or I did know her in the past, and uh, they they have they have often been unflattering things said about her all along the way. Um, I mean, you know, look, you know, and a lot of people are trying to say to, you know, fussing at the people that were upset at Sasha and Naomi when they walked out a few weeks ago. Um, after the Vince McMahon story came out this week, people were, oh, now they were absolutely right to walk out. of No, <laughs> they still weren't right to walk out of their job. That's not what you do. That's not what you do. You finish your job after the job. If you want to, you know, you know, give the middle finger to the boss and walk out, that's one thing. But when you're your coworkers who have done nothing wrong and relying on you to go in there and do your part of the business. Um, uh, to me, that's unprofessional. Um, that's just my one man's opinion on it, you know, but uh, and they were trying to connect. They were trying to connect Sasha and Naomi walking out to what Vince McMahon was accused of doing 30 or 40 years ago. And those mm. two things are not the same. Those two <laughs> things are not related. No. Uh yeah, let's do the guy justice because he said, "Okay, I just say, Sasha Banks was rude and abrupt to my kid to the point a WWE staff apologized and said she's a nightmare to work with. <laughs> Clearly, a woman with severe attitude issues. She has endless amounts of talent and could have ended up the best woman to grace WWE. We move on. So, people, yes, move on." absolutely move on i agree and look you know and if she's really gone for good from wwe fine if she shows up on another channel and another company fine i hope she's happy i hope she does everything she wants to do there um but yeah at some point wwe is not for everybody and that's okay it doesn't have to be for everybody no um, that's there's some people yeah. I know that don't want to ever work for wwe sure <laughs> right and that's fine that's fine Bless them, you know, let yeah. them be happy and work where they want to work. Anybody that'll have them. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there there have been, as I was getting at earlier, there have been some, some major moves made 
um, in the WWE power structure as of late. Glenn, mm-hmm. are you surprised that um, a 70-something-year-old billionaire um, with ego issues and power issues, um, are you at all surprised that he may have engaged in some impropriety back in the 80s when it was easy to get away with? Are you surprised by that? Are you no. shocked? No. no. As, I, as I said the other day, is I'm just glad that I wasn't well enough known to be people to be digging up some of the stuff that I got up to 30 odd years ago. That's right. You know, beneath that DJ booth is a hell of a place. We'll just leave it right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, the people acting, you know, pearl clutching and shocked that uh, such behavior would have gone on uh, are just silly uh, and fooling themselves. Now, where are you on non-disclosure agreements, Glenn? If if you, say, had a, had a, a, a business agreement with someone uh, beneath the DJ booth um, and, and all parties involved agreed on the terms and stipulations, um, doesn't that settle it? They should Shouldn't do. that settle it? They should do, yeah. It's a contract like every other contract. It's a, yeah, it's a business relationship between uh, consenting adults, uh, right? So Exactly. That is the thing. We are not talking about kitty fiddling or anything else. No. We about, don't ever want to talk about kitty fiddling. <laughs> we are talking about two consenting adults getting up to a bit of business that some... Um, shall we say, that they didn't want their other halves and everybody to know about. So yeah. therefore, there was an agreement made, money changed hands to make sure that agreement was stuck to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I don't think it's the woman herself that's released. There's some other right. somebody else in the... Yeah, I think someone else dug it up. Now, you know, you could say, you know, that you know, I, I, who knows what really happened in the backseat of that limousine. Yeah. Um, who really knows? Uh, you know, there could have been there could have been um, uh, uh, forcing of oneself upon oneself or upon someone else. That could have happened. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, and at this point, you can't necessarily prove it either way. Um, no. But you know, like a, a contract was was written <laughs> and everyone agreed to it, um, right or wrong. That is what it is. Uh, do, who do you think dropped? Drop the uh, bombshell. Do you think someone within the company um, is is making a move here? Is that what you think is happening? Yeah, it's got to be. Hmm. Who? It's, it's somebody that knows. It, I don't know. I don't know who he's upset. Huh. Did he released recently that he ups- would have known. That- I don't know that any of the workers would have known that. Like, no, who would have yeah. known that? But it did release some of the uh, backroom staff as well, didn't mm. they? Who interesting? Who would know where the skeletons are buried? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we're we're not inside those offices. We don't know, but it's it's definitely some palace intrigue going on there, for sure. Yeah, to the point that Mr. McMahon. Old Vincent K. himself had to come out on live television, Glenn. And I know what you were expecting, Glenn. I know you were expecting him to come out. I know you were expecting him to come out to a chorus of boos. I know that you were expecting him to come out um, 
and show contrition and and be uh, apologize and, and beg and plead and admit that he was wrong and that he will from this day forward be a better man. That's what you were expecting, Glenn. Um, <laughs> I've watched, I've watched WWE and WWF since 1990. I was not expecting any of that. I was expecting exactly what I got. And how are you feeling about what you got? It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. He just, he was, it was one shot of sticking two fingers up to everybody. Oh, it was great. And to, to, to explain uh, sticking two fingers up to everybody, Glenn, that, that's similar to us Americans sticking up one finger. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. same sort of deal there. Same sort of gimmick. Yeah, no, he he uh, he came out and said exactly what I expected him to say, which was nothing. <laughs> and I'm very interested to see how many millions watch this week just for that. And uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a brilliant, a brilliant Cardi move. It's what he was exactly going to do the whole time. People are silly expecting him to come out and be contrite. If you thought he was going to come out and address it and turn it into an angle, you were silly. It was never going to be that. Um, it, it was exactly what it was should have been, in my opinion. He was basically saying, you're either with us or you're against us. But if you're, you're against us, fuck you. You're, you're, <laughs> you're not giving me your money, so you're obviously with us. Right. <laughs> when you walk out there, you go, yesterday, today, forever together together yes <laughs> yep if you ain't together with us we don't need you anyway now, it was interesting you know when i saw when i went to that smackdown show in houston um and he came out at the beginning it was a hundred percent of the people popped everybody in the building popped when he came out on that smackdown the first live event back after the pandemic um this one i would say it was maybe 85 80% pop and there was a small yeah. smattering of booze but um the people in the I arena think, absolutely love to see it but don't you think that those booze weren't against the person they were because people are expected to boo miss them at now maybe he's a hill maybe. character you're expecting yeah. Him. yeah yeah you're going to get um, something but nothing to do with what went on it was the same as he would get some booze if sure if he just turned you no know, uh, when he when he turned up at uh, WrestleMania he got some booze. What the yeah what, what the he... what the IWC still cannot fully grasp is that we in it are such a small percentage. <laughs> we are a very vocal percentage, but a very small percentage. Most folks that were in that arena that night, they're not like us, you know. Mm. And they don't want to be, and that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why we are like us. <laughs> well, why, why do you spend more time in the chats than we do? Like, oh, I know on the street, yeah, because we've created our little safe groups, and that's it, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's and, the only way you can survive, it's the only way you can survive on social media these days. Yeah, it's the only way to stay sane, yes. No, I've, I've recently just for shoot job reasons i've been super busy i've turned off my twitter notifications mm. and i gotta say it's 
it's kind of nice not to have Twitter notifications on. It's kind of <laughs> nice not to get buzzed every 30 seconds and feel like you're obligated to look at something. Uh, it's kind of yeah. nice. Gotta say, but I, I still am checking in with my various chat compadres. Uh, I would not ever stop doing that. But uh, the people that live on Twitter, um, you know, I think we're all guilty of it from time to time. Um, but uh, taking a little Twitter notification break is, is highly recommended uh, from me to all. I think everybody should do that and sort of reset themselves a little bit. Yeah, because it, it, it's not the real world. <laughs> no, it's certainly not the real world. Um, and as a, again, 90% of people that pay to go to a WWE show aren't part of the internet wrestling community. Yeah. They're the ones that Vince is interested in because they're giving mm -hmm. him money. They're, he's not mm -hmm. worried about what people are saying online who aren't giving him money or might be paying their subscription to Peacock or the, the network, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely true. Like, you know, you go to a, to a WWE house show sort of event and, you know, you can look to your left and to your right. And I guarantee you a lot of these people are just there for it's because something to do or they used to like wrestling and they want to come back or um, they kind of keep up with it. They know who a few people are, but they don't know who everybody is. Yeah. Um, those are the people <laughs> spending uh, the bulk of the uh, buying the bulk of the tickets. And so, <laughs> The kids McMahon went out there and catered to them. That's he it. said exactly what they wanted to hear him say. They just wanted to see him strut his ass down to the ring, and he did. That's all. That's all he needed to do. That was it. So it was. It was pretty funny. Um, it was. It was a great bit of PR. It really, it really wasn't. Just making people mad, making some people mad, and making most people happy. Yeah. Which is, you know, if at the end of the day you can make most people happy and only a few people mad, that's not too bad. No. Um, I do about, we should, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, talking about making people mad and happy, shall we talk about NXT 2.0? Well, we can. Before we do that, though, since we were just talking about McMahon and SmackDown, let, let's stay on yeah. SmackDown just yeah. a minute here. Um, I did not watch the whole program. I watched the McMahon bit, and then after that, uh, they ran Riddle out there. And uh, I want an apology from every one of you bastards. I want an apology in writing from all of you that said that Matt Riddle was never going to be a thing in this company. I told you years ago, I never said he was going to be the universal champion, but I told you this guy is a main event guy for somebody with such poor mic skills, because he's not really good on the mic for somebody with poor mic skills. He has the people in the palm of his hand. And I don't know if that's the definition of it, but Whatever it is, he's got it. He had the people in his hand. He can work them the way he wants to work them. The common person loves them. The common casual fan loves this guy. Um, I know people don't like him for various reasons, and that's fine. You don't have to like him for well, – you can dislike him for any reason you want, but he is a very, very good at being an, a sports entertaining wrestling professional. And as I said two weeks ago, the last time we were together, he is holding SmackDown. Well, he's holding the whole... He's flitting between Raw and SmackDown. And right. He's having to pull double duty on this stuff. And, uh, holding the whole company together at the moment. And yeah. basically propelling Randy Orton into the Hall of Fame. Right. 
Yeah, and like you said the other day in the chat, Riddle's got to be the one that eventually inducts Randy Orton, right? Yeah. It's got to be Riddle. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be any number of people with Orton because Orton's worked forever with everybody. It could be anybody, but Riddle makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You know, basically, he gave his induction speech on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> more or less, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a skill to talk about somebody else but get yourself over while you're doing it. Yeah. And that's what he did. It, it was just really good um, from him. And he was looking at the camera, which I always appreciate. Talk to the people at home. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Um, uh, so he was doing that. And uh, you never really thought that he was going to beat Roman Reigns in the main event. Um, we'll, we'll skip to the main event there. Um, but but he absolutely showed that he belonged with Roman Reigns and they could do Reigns and Riddle at a pay-per-view, not just at um not just on a SmackDown, but at a pay-per-view. He could absolutely hang with them. Yeah. No, it, they put up a good show. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, the, uh the good thing is, is Roman Reigns seems to work better with legitimate fighters. Mm. Mm-hmm. He has good matches with guys that don't mind being hit and can hit. Lesnar? <laughs> Riddle? Yeah. 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 Now, can I say something about Roman Reigns here? Roman no. Reigns on Friday night, Um, and I hate to say it because he'd still whip my ass in about five seconds, but um, he looked doughy. Hmm. He yeah. looked, um, he wasn't def- as defined as he has looked. I think he, his, uh, yeah, uh, I think there's uh, health issues there. Mm. Um, they needed, for some reason, they needed to have that match on Friday. For, uh, because, as you say, that was that would have been perfect for uh, the Hell in the Cell match. Not right, or save save it for Money in the Bank main event, or you know, yeah, save yeah. it for that. But um, the commentary made the big thing about him not being prepared for it. Mm. He just come off the island and relative, you know, he's flown right. through this island. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they did work it in, right? They worked in that he might not be in the best shape of his life. So it makes it seem real. Yeah, somebody's saying it dropped a minute. Um, He had to come and sort out the business for the family. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to. He was quite happy being at home on his island. Yeah. It just looked like he while, while he was on the island, he was on the donut and ice cream diet is the way it looked yeah. to me. Yeah. So... Hopefully there's nothing really behind that. You know, you'd hate to see him um, transform into, uh, you know, Umaga overnight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't think um, so. I, I think it is a case that, that, um, that there was some, there's been some pack reshuffling going on in there. Hmm. Um, as I said, previous weeks, Raw had been the better show. Mm-hmm. For quite a few weeks, and I think they needed something to draw attention to SmackDown. Well, Roman Roman has achieved the position that you know when he wrestles on TV now, it's special. 
Yeah. And it should be, you know, so it shouldn't be very often, but they can always run, we run him out there if they need a good show. Um, and, and they needed one this week after all the news. Uh, it, it proved <laughs> by the fact that between, between that being the main event and Vince McMahon turning up. And then know, what happened after the main event? Yeah. Because if then, Roman not wasn't motivated for Riddle, he's about to get motivated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were saying this week that we're one and a half, one point eight or something million viewers is a lot these days. Mm-hmm. SmackDown made over two million viewers this week. Okay. All right. So they did pop a number, as they say. They yeah. did. Yeah. Because well, I mean, yeah, you got McMahon starting the show. You got Reigns in the main event. Now nobody expected. I hadn't heard any chatter about what was going to happen after the main event. To no. me, that was a surprise, and it should have been a clue because of where they were. They were in the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, but I think everybody was overlooking that, and maybe that was the move. Maybe that's why okay. McMahon decided to put himself on TV to get everybody talking about that. Nobody drew the connection yeah. of, holy crap, yeah. nobody the beast looking, might return. Yeah, nobody was looking for Lesnar creeping in the back door. <laughs> but when it finished, when the match finished and there was still like seven minutes left in the show, I was like, what are we about to see? What is yeah. about to happen? They that ended was, this way too soon. That was that was that was my thing watching it live, is that they went in to that main event with half an hour of the show to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take taking their breaks out of it. There's still there's still 20 minutes of storytelling. So there was obviously something that was going to happen. Yeah, and it did. It did. The music <laughs> hit. The people blew. And here comes Cowboy Lesnar out to the ramp, out to the ring. Um, and apparently they're going to do this match at SummerSlam. So not at Money in the Bank that is upcoming, but SummerSlam, um, which is fine. Uh, it gives us some time to build. It gets time, Roman, to... Uh, to, to uh, work off them donuts and ice creams. Um, Money in the Bank is going to be interesting because I think I think Cody was supposed to win it. Yeah. I'm not sure that he will now. No. I don't know who's in it yet. Are, are, they, are they having qualifying matches or something to see who gets in it? Uh, Seth Rollins is in it. Um, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are in it. Um, Never want to see big boys on a ladder. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are having uh, qualifiers. And okay. Sheamus and Drew basically got themselves disqualified by fighting outside the ring. Oh, God damn! Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> they did. Then Drew goes uh, to Adam Pearce and goes. Uh, I want to be in it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we can't have it this way. And then Seamus turns up and does the same thing. So basically, then he goes, "All right, you know what? Both of you are in it." All right. Yeah. So, so, so what they did before that didn't matter at all. Oh no. no, no. Okay. Okay. Very good. Right. Yeah. WWE still got a WWE, no matter. How. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I tell you, you should win the damn thing. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna blow yeah. your mind. You ready? Pat McAfee. There's a thing. There's a thing. Put that briefcase uh, on the desk every week right in front of him. 
put it on his uh, radio show, his, his podcast every week right in front of him. Hold on to that thing for until uh, WrestleMania. They can work something into somebody having a title that he can challenge for. Um, Pat McAfee, there's the answer. Yeah, well, they're building a few. He's back wrestling, or he will be, because they're building this after uh, Mad Cat Moss took care of Happy Corbin this week in the last laugh match, which was it's uh, one of the I, I, I did not watch this match. <laughs> the match wasn't bad. I'm actually warming to uh, Mad Cat Moss. Moss is fine. I don't have a problem with Moss. I don't have a problem with Corbin. I don't oh. have a problem with either one of them, but I thought they settled at the last pay-per-view. I didn't need to see it again. No, so, but uh, they had another decent match for a SmackDown that was short of matches. Yeah. It's probably why they had it. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of it, Madcap goes off. Um, then Corby starts having a go at McAfee because he'd been taking the piss out of him. Mm. So we're going to get Corbin okay. and McAfee. Is that what's going to happen? Oh, course, yeah. Because, you know, Matt. Pat gets up and uh, um, confronts him like he does any time that he's going to be. Uh, yeah. Then leads the, uh, no, 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 goodbye. And everybody <laughs> laughs. Because so, he said, he said, you lost the last laugh match. And nobody was laughing. So now we're going <laughs> to laugh you out the building. There uh, you go. There you go. Laughing. And, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I, I still still McAfee can have a great match with Corbin. I expect that one to be a good a good match when it happens. Um, I still say you put that briefcase on McAfee. He doesn't. He can cash in against two. Have him try to cash in against Reigns. Who cares? Um, Walter. Really? Or Walter? There you go. Who cares? He doesn't have to win the belt. No. You know, it's just I I just think you know, on a company that's short of 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 stars, you know. <laughs> If McAfee is one of your biggest stars, uh, you capitalize on it. They could really go silly with it and have him cash in on the 24-7 title. They could, absolutely. And then you got run-ins on his radio show. I'm telling you, it's I mean, there's stuff that can happen. It's it's silly, you're right, but there's stuff they can do with it. McAfee's the answer, I'm telling you. If it can't be Cody, it's got to be Pat. It's a, so it won't be. Uh, I said... Uh, with this week's Raw coming up. Um, I want it to be silly. Mm. They've got the, the, the Elias coming back. And I want Kevin Owens chasing him around, trying to pull his beard off. Uh, you know, get involved with the 24-7 mob and all the rest of it and be a total absolute. Just, just turn it into the fast that it is. Well, they, yeah, they don't have any problem doing that. They no. don't have any. <laughs> uh, who is the twenty four seven currently? Who is the champion oh, currently? Oh, um, no, it's not. Uh, is it Dana Brooke? Dana Brooke, I think. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> no. Who knows? <laughs> Last time I saw her, I think she because um, they were they interrupt the. Not last week, not this week, the week before, uh, they interviewed, <laughs> interrupted a Becky Lynch match. And Dana Brooke was the champion, and 
Becky tried to pin her to take the title, and they all got. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's silly. It is, but we know if they're silly, why not lean into it, right? If you're doing gonna do it, at least lean into it. Um, well, let's lean into NXT 2.0 this week, Glenn, and um. Uh, it, it was on, it was a program that was on TV. Um, uh, we saw it. Um, it was, it was real. Um, it started, it's, it, wasn't, it's, it wasn't real even. It well, was right. It's true. It was recorded. It wasn't even live this week, which, uh, just, hence, I don't know. Hence, hence my, my first bugbear. My, my, okay. My first now, before thing. you do that, hold on. Before you do that, as the listeners know, we do try to be as positive as possible yes. on this program. We do point out things we don't like, which we have the right to do, but we also try to overemphasize sometimes the positive things. Um, so I just prefacing Glenn's comment with that statement. Glenn, the floor is yours. Yeah, and the, the same comment goes to NXT UK as well this mm-hmm. week. Um, right, we start. You have the new tag team champions. They don't even give them an entrance. They're already in the ring. Talking about the Creed brothers, of course. They are in the ring for a match. You you would think that you make your tag champions, any of your champions, a big deal by hitting their music, letting them come out, letting the people, show us the people reacting to these guys. Show us how over they are. No, they didn't do that. No. No. Uh, to be fair, this is... Anofi and Blade are probably the biggest challenges to them at the moment. Probably, if you're not counting Pretty Deadly, who have vanished off the face of the earth already. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blade and Inoki, I mean, uh, Inofi, um, they, they make a good team, and I believe they've started wearing matching gear, which is they good. Have. Yeah, um, yeah and they've got some tag team offense, and that's good. So a good team. I like these guys. Yeah. Uh, and the match was fine. Match it was, was fine. There was nothing wrong with this match. <laughs> no. it, was, it was just the fact that it got the... It felt like we, we got into it when it already started. Well, they, <laughs> they started, they started, you know... Uh, um, they started in the middle of things. There was no foreplay for this match. No, that's it. Uh, well, the Creed's win, obviously. Obviously. Good match. I would not want to take one of those lariats from either one of those Creed boys because they, uh, those are for real. <laughs> 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 I'm just super high on old Julius Creed, the taller of the two. Uh, yeah. He's the guy. He's going to be a real thing one day. Um, Really high on this guy. Yep. (laughs) After the match, of course, the Creeds win. After the match, they do the handshake of respect. Right. This is the other thing. Okay. They are supposed to be in a Hill faction. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) It's very allegedly. Uh, Yeah. Unfortunately, the only one that thinks it's a hill faction there is Roderick Strong. The leader is the only one deluded him that has deluded himself to the point that believes this is a heel faction. The creeds are no longer heels. 
People love Ivy Nile. People are coming around on Damon Kemp, and we'll talk about him more at the UK program here in a bit. But uh, he's a big smiley baby face, that Damon Kemp. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Roddy's the only one that thinks he's the leader of a heel faction. <laughs> and he's not even good at that because he's a no. he's a terrible promo. He doesn't sound intimidating or scary no. in any way. No. So. Uh, and then after that, we get bloody indie Artwell and Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Oh, just... Yeah, there's not. This wasn't a good promo. Um, <laughs> it wasn't great. Of course, they are talking about the, all that matters that they are they are facing toxic attraction in a six person tag team match later tonight. That was the point of this. Glenn, I, when did um uh, when did Apollo Cruz stop being Nigerian? Last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> did he get hit in the head or something? Did he fall? What I happened? You didn't listen, did you? You never listened to us last week. I didn't. No. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Because I brought this up last week. Okay. I said, what, at what point did he lose his accent and his egg whisk? Yeah, where's the whisk? Yeah. <laughs> they showed it. They showed it in that nonsensical clip that they did. Where he was sort of recapping his time in WWE. Suddenly he went African with an egg whisk again and then came back to and then beats up somebody in a restaurant. Anyway, we'll go to that. <laughs> Is this what a baby face does? Beats up somebody in a restaurant? I assume he's a baby face. Is he? Well, yeah, you would think so. I mean, usually when you when you change your accent back to what it's supposed to be, that's usually a signal that you're going baby face. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with Cruz. You know, he's I've never had a problem with Cruz between the ropes. And if he's gonna go in there and work with some of those kids on Tuesday, then that's fine. Um, I was just wondering about the I don't know if he had gotten like super kicked and you know, or hit in the head with the whisk and he dropped the accent. I just didn't I missed it if something had happened. But apparently nothing happened. He just started talking in his normal voice. A, um, as Brent said last week. You got to fear for Aziz now that he's. Oh yeah. His time yeah. within the company is numbered. Yeah. Because they're already. It is. Already, they've they've already got two decent monsters. Is Shanky that's doing great business and also and also Omos. So they don't. They Shanky and Omos, and then in NXT they've got uh, Sanga. So yeah, uh, yeah. Old, uh, Captain Aziz is. Uh, Probably not long for this company. Um, well, we saw Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. These are both women that I like. Uh, I think both of these women can can be a thing uh, in WWE for a long time. I thought the match was fine. I'd had no problem with the match. Um, I had a problem with the finish, Glenn. Can you explain to the people uh, the finish of this match? Uh, before we do that. Okay. Go to the start of it, shall we? Oh, I forgot. It was that was the foreshadowing. I forgot. Yes. Yes. Because all of a sudden, as they're in the ring, we see bloody Wendy Chua on a space hopper bouncing across the, the back. Space hopper. You know, that's not I don't know what we call them here, but I'm pretty sure they're not called space hoppers. Um, but it's if for anybody that didn't see for an American people that may need a description of a space hopper. It's like a giant rubber ball that has a little handle on it. And usually what children do, yeah. and what children do 
they bounce up and down on this thing. It's fun for children to do. Um, That's what a space hopper is, a bouncy ball, whatever we call it here. So, yes, uh, uh, Stratton's entrance is is happening. We see Chu um, and her big red ball bouncing back and forth behind Stratton's entrance. Uh, And then, of course, they get Stratton in the ring, and, of course, it's NXT 2.0. They then go to a break. Of course they do. <laughs> well, fa- take us to the finish of this thing, though. What <laughs> it's all right. There was just so much in that start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Um, here we are. Here we go. Oh, of course, you have bloody Wendy Chew again, bouncing down to the ring. Distracts. With a very violent offensive maneuver. Glenn, can you explain the violence that Wendy Chu perpetrated on one Miss Tiffany Stratton? Do you recall? Yeah, she she threw confetti in her face. Yes, confetti, Glenn. As anyone knows, has been hit with confetti. It is very painful. Yeah. She She throws a cup of confetti. She um she comes down on her big red ball and 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 hits a facial of confetti onto <laughs> Tiffany Stratton, the disrespect um and um, of course that causes Stratton to get rolled up by Fallon Henley and uh, there's your finish. I don't mind Henley winning. I don't mind a distraction finish. I really don't. But um this was just stupid. Can I just say, yes. thank God for Wendy Chu, because over the last month we've had so much more double entendres than uh, any carry-on film in the history of bad British cinema. Well, Glenn, with Wendy Chu, it's not hard, and um, I'll stand by that with her. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I don't know why. I guess she appeals to some people. She does nothing for me. Um, I think it's ridiculous, and I'm just... I'm not sure why we're supposed to be cheering for her in the wrestling kayfabe sense. I'm just, I don't get it, but maybe somebody can explain it. Yeah. Um, Are we, we getting a heel turn through Cameron Grimes? Yes. Yeah. We're getting yeah. depressed Grimes, right? We've had, we've had hillbilly Grimes. We've had rich Grimes. We've had, um, Fired up baby face Grimes. Now we're getting depressed Grimes. Sad Grimes as opposed to happy Corbin is what we're getting here. Um, He's talking to uh, Braun Breaker. Uh, Duke Hudson comes in and says something to Breaker. Um, They're going to have a match, we believe, at some point um, going forward here. Uh, What else do we need? Wesley and Zion Quinn. That was a match. Yeah. It was a short match. It was a short match. I like these guys. I don't have a problem with either one of them. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, Lee got the win here against Zion Quinn, um, uh, which Lee had been taking a series of losses as of late, so it was good to get him a win here. Uh, I like him as the underdog babyface a lot better than I ever did as part of MSK. Mm. And after that... Uh... We get Joe Gacy mm-hmm. introducing the dyad. The dyad, his two men, oh. and the robe masked men. 
tells her the time has come and to go show the world what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what they can do here in a little well, while. I, uh <laughs> I say, what they can do is they can wrestle in velour pajamas. Yes, they can. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> That's the match here. It's next. It's the Dyad versus Javier Bernal and Dante Chin. Um, yeah, they 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 wrestled the entire match in their full robes with the hoods up, fully masked. Um, it was just interesting. Like, did you notice the way they were making tags? Yeah, they were not slapping hands. They were just kind of gently caressing each other's hand yeah, to make yeah, the tag. It's no. kind of a weird, creepy thing, but it worked, I think, for these guys. Very impressive they can wrestle in, the, in that getup. Yeah, it certainly was. But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> That's the question of the day for everything, Glenn, but why? We all know it, GYV. Yeah. You can tell yeah. the story without them being in all the bloody get-up. Right. they they walked out. They basically said, we're at it. We're done with this. Yeah. Now, Gacy's, you know, they could be telling the story that Gacy's embraced them. He's turned them in to this dark, sinister duo that they used to be in the Indies. They were a nasty bit of work. <laughs> Do you think they'll be masked when they take the hoods off? I think they, it looked like they were wearing masks under those hoods, yeah. Well, I think they needed to wear masks for the match in case the hoods yeah. came yeah. off. But I just wonder if once they finally, the big it's reveal fine. is they yeah. take the hoods off and they're still masked. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, that, yeah. If they're going to do it, they're going to have to go the whole way and, and reveal them for who they are. And yeah. those guys can talk. GYV can talk. Like That's they right. could have explained, they can be explaining this themselves. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I don't, we'll see where it goes. I, I still think Gacy's interesting. Um, some of his delivery is a little bit flat, I think. I think he could uh, show a little bit more emotion when talking, um, hmm. which you would say, well, that's not his character. He's the calm. I know, but that's the little flaw. That's the little wrinkle. You know, yeah. He tells us that he's calm and cool and collected and inclusive, but he's really not. No. You know, and they can they can emphasize that a little bit more by letting them get a little bit fired up. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, if it is GYV, at least we know they can wrestle. They're good. So uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. And that showed it. Yeah. To yeah. do what those two guys did yeah. in those outfits. In that gear? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Uh, we're saying Nikita Lyons is coming back, Glenn. That's uh, always okay with me. Yeah. And me. <laughs> No problem with that at all. <laughs> um, what else here? Oh, is this, uh, did we see, was this the D'Angelo family um, in-ring ceremony? Did they promote, did he Did he promote old uh, Stacks and Two Dimes? Was that this episode of NXT? It was. And okay. And apparently one of them has now been released. This yep. So hopefully uh, the one that got released hadn't spent that money yet because he's going to need to save a little bit of it. Yeah, one of them has been released for, uh, was it drugs? Or I don't know if it was performance enhancers or recreational drugs or it was it was something that he was putting into his body, I think. Um, which is hysterical to me because um, 
they don't really have to release anybody for that reason. So I'm wondering if it was really that, or if he was just, uh, if they said it was that, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's the one who sold out Vince. I doubt it. He wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he wouldn't know. Enough no. to know where the skeletons are buried. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, it just seems a bit strange. You know, just have them go away for a bit. Make sure you know, slap their wrist and make sure they don't do it again. Yeah, right. right. To release somebody outright for mm. either recreational or performance enhancing, if this was the first, we don't know if it was the first offense. No. Um, if it were the first offense and they let him go, it makes me think this is not really about drugs at all. <laughs> no, that's right. So, but we don't know. We're not there. Um, so he got promoted and then sacked. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, that's that sounds like WWE. I mean, that sounds like what it is. Um, we got the uh, an NXT title match just out of nowhere on this show, Glenn. Braun Breaker what? defending against Duke Hudson. Okay, why? <laughs> how much? Well, how, Duke, how Duke much? has an argument for the match, though, because Duke did beat Braun in a non-title match. So yeah. Duke has the claim... For a title match, I just, I it just seemed kind of shoehorned in here. Yeah, but again, this is the thing: it is why, as a champion, is he allowing people to dictate to him all the bloody time? Well, so it's going to go on. But that's Breaker, though. He's the young; uh, he doesn't know better yet. He'll fight anybody anytime. You know, he's he got that bit of Steiner in him. He should know better by now. Well, <laughs> yeah. How many times has he got to learn the lesson? Yeah. You know, yeah he, 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 and it just annoyed. He taught Duke Hudson a lesson in this one. Yeah, he certainly did. <laughs> and it was a quick match, and that's all it needed to be. It was a squash. Fine. I got no problem with that. After the match, here comes Sad Grimes. Um, Sad Grimes delivering a hell of a promo here. Um, he started talking about, you know, st- uh, uh, Breaker. Being where he is because of who his father was, who his family is, that sort of thing. Um, everybody was talking about Breaker's father. Nobody was talking about mine. And that's what I wanted him to lean into that a little bit more. Because for people that don't know, Grimes' father was a professional wrestler. Um, and now I'm kicking myself. If I prepared for this show, I would be able to tell you his name. But I don't remember his name right now. But he was a pro wrestler an independent wrestler. Um, and I wanted Grimes to lean into that more. Tell us who your father was. Why should we know who he is? Why don't we know who he is? Was somebody keeping him down? Name names. Lean into this thing. That's he did right. not. That was the only misstep for me on this promo. I wanted more from Grimes talking about who his dad was. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, you know? uh, um, oh, then we had Giovanni Vinci. Yes, yes. It seems like I've seen this guy before. Yes, yeah, so have I. I'm sure <laughs> that he walked out on Imperium the last time we saw him. Yeah. I don't know. The gimmick is what it is, but one thing about this guy that's always true is that he's very, very physical, mm. and uh, he beat the piss out of his opponent there. Guru Raj was the opponent, I believe. Yes. He does take some beatings. Oh, know. man. I, hopefully old uh, Vinci went up to Guru after the match and shook his hand and said, thank you, brother, because <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he beat his ass. <laughs> um, 
Uh, what else? Let's, uh, is there anything else worth talking about before we get to the main event here? Um, uh, they're just building up Solo Sokoa again. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get yeah. Waller and Sokoa next week, I think. Yeah, that's right. That ought to be fine. I'll, I'll watch that one. That ought to be all right. I like those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, the main event, if that's what you could call it. <laughs> it was the last match on the... Oh, this wasn't the main event. I forgot about the main event. No, this next one was Hayes and Williams versus Stacks and Two Dimes. And yes, I thought okay. this was the main event, but it no, wasn't. No, no. no yeah, the bloody top pals against... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayes and Williams and Stacks and Two Dimes. Um, yeah. I didn't have a problem with this match. I mean, they did what you would expect. You know, Tony D'Angelo and, and the other member and Legato were at ringside, as you would expect, since they work for Tony now. You would expect the whole story is not about what's happening in the ring. It's about what's happening outside of the ring. Um, um, so it, it is what it was. Uh, I believe one of the Legatos tried to interfere to help um, uh, Stacks and Two Dimes, but uh, Williams and Hayes foil that. Uh, Legato hits uh, one of the Two Dimes guys, and that's enough for Hayes to hit his finisher. Hayes and Williams get the win here. So, Glenn, we got a situation where you got heels on the outside of the ring. You got heels on the inside of the ring, wrestling other heels on the inside of the ring. I'm not sure who to cheer for here. No. I'm cheering for Trick Williams because of all of them, he's the one I'm putting my money on to be <laughs> something 10 years from now. That Trick Williams, he's the guy. That Trick Williams and Julius Creed WrestleMania 52 main event is going to be a hell of a thing. It certainly is. <laughs> uh, so the real main event, right? Coming up. Yeah. Uh, all I can say about that is because they, uh, they have released one of them, hopefully it will do away with his story <laughs> one way or another. They're already showing the cracks, right? And I just think it's too soon to start showing the cracks, you know? Um, if if you're going to do it, stretch this thing out. But it feels like they're going to kill it next week, which why do you do it if you're only going to keep it for two weeks? We'll see. Well, this is it. This is the thing with 2.0, isn't it? Though? It's the whole thing that they rush everything. and Yeah. Yeah. Everything's rushed and, you know, they don't let anything, enough things breathe. But now the main event of the program, what people have been clamoring for worldwide here. Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez versus Toxic Attraction. Um, this was uh, sloppy, in my opinion. This was it not was, a good it was, wrestling match. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I said, I, I said in the chat, uh, uh, I had things to say about this two point yeah. and. When did she wasn't the worst of it? <laughs> you saying that this match was the worst of it? It was close. At least the other matches, the matches themselves have been okay if, the, if all the bloody nonsense and the stories weren't. Yeah. This one, I don't know. These girls have been working now, what, like six months together? Yeah. 
You're talking about Toxic Attraction? I mean, they've been, yeah, they've been together since the rebrand. Yeah, no, and I'm talking about against Cora Jade, oh, Indy, and, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. All this, all, all six of these girls. It's not as though they're, like, it was, you know, the one thing we've said about 2.0 is since the rebrand, you can see the progression, especially of the women. All the women have really taken on board and learnt a lot and progressed. Yeah. But this was like a step back. Timings were out. Nobody seemed that interested. Nobody Because it didn't people. matter. The matches don't matter. And that's the problem. The matches yeah. do not matter. No. Um, and they should. Yeah. Because they're too interested, they're too, they're too intent on on, to, on telling the story of a soap opera rather than worrying about what actually goes on in the ring. Right, right. I mean, this whole thing is setting up. Obviously, you know, Indy's going to get a women's title match. Jade and Perez likely to get, um, or the tag team title match, or it could be any combination of it. But one of them's getting the, the singles title match. One of them, two of them are getting the tag title match. Um, yeah, that's where it's going. Um, it's just so if you if you already know that's where it's going, the match does not matter. There's no stakes on it at all. You know, it's it goes just hard to watch. I mean, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. To, it's just. It's get. This is the thing again with two Is how can they turn one of the WCWs? Top pay per views and turn it into basically just a title of a weekly show because it wasn't Vince's, so he doesn't care. No, it wasn't Vince's creation, so he will purposefully devalue it and degrade it and make it just a a glorified house show than a than a proper summertime pay per view that it should be. That's right. (sighs) So, there you go. Yeah, it's building up to the fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when is that show? Um, so the fourth of July. Um, that's that's the fourth day of July. That's a Monday. So I guess the the Bash NXT show is Tuesday the fifth. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what that card looks like when we get there. But not the best episode of 2.0 this week. Um, no. Yeah, I, I liked the tag match with the Creed brothers and Anofi and Blade. I liked Henley and Stratton until the end. I liked Lee and Quinn. Um, Breaker and Hudson was what it was supposed to be. Vinci was got his squash match like he was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, you know, not bad, but it's just it's just always so disjointed and just hard to get through. Yeah. Um, for me, and they're still, um, they're still doing this thing. Uh, halfway through people's entrances going to breaks and that's okay. I, I, I never I'll never understand that I will no. absolutely never understand that if I could speak to the production people I would ask them about that I just don't yeah. get it just explain it to me explain <laughs> to me how breaking up the continuity and the flow is a good thing uh, I'll be waiting for that explanation uh, UK program Glenn let's let's switch oh, over oh. to this thing I'll say this about the UK program it was only an hour yeah <laughs> and there was only one thing it was building to and there was only one reason to see it yes the, the end and it was the main event and it wasn't a match it was a segment we'll get there we'll we'll speed through some of this real quick i do have a couple of questions um 
We saw Tiger Turan and Josh Morrell, of course. Tiger Turan is the person who has been creeping around Kenny Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some would say his name is Amir Jordan. We'll see. Could be a swerve, you know. Um, uh, it's, it's very strange that um, if you look closely at him, now I'm not I'm not been speaking to anybody and they wouldn't tell me, obviously, even if I was. Um, but under that mask, there is a very Amir Jordan type beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this match, okay, they start out having a match, and it's not bad. We've seen Josh Morrell. He's one of the, the better um, uh, enhancement guys on the show. Um, we like him. Uh, we like what he can do. We like his potential. Um, this match was stopped. This was a ref stoppage match. Now, I was trying to remember what move was so devastating that it hurt Josh Morrell, and, and all I can think back to was like a, a cross-body block or something. Yeah. It was whip, it was it was whiplash. Okay, uh, was that legitimate? Yeah, Tiger Terang okay. came off, did a, a cross body on him, and as he hit him, uh, Morel came up and then smashed his head back on the on the mat mm. very hard. Mm. Okay, so I guess a, I didn't. I guess I didn't see it in that way because of course you know who knows it doesn't take the biggest blow in the world any little knock can set you put you down it, it took me looking at it two or three times yeah because the first time i wasn't even really, you know how you do you know you're doing other things as well as yeah you weren't really i wasn't this is just the first match it goes on yeah. you keep looking up to see what happens and all of a sudden it was over so i had to run it yeah. back and then i still couldn't see why it was stopped and then i run it back again and I ran it back half speed, and then you you notice how much of a jar okay. you took. Now you see, you know, you watch matches these days, and people are doing quadruple flips off of tables yeah. into concrete, and they bounce right up. So when you see something like this, it's like, you know, wow, this is it was it was uh, it was just a freak. It, it felt weird. Yeah, it was yeah. just a freak accident. You know, I was a little bit surprised that they they just. I'm not surprised that they ended it, but I think that they could have maybe involved Williams in some way. It just seemed kind of flat to end it the way that it, that it ended. Um, yeah. I mean, Turan was always going to be the winner here, but. Um, the thing is, the trouble with that is that, uh, is that with all these being re pre-recorded and everything, uh, Kenny Williams probably wasn't even in the building. Sure. May not have been. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't seem, done it, they, yeah. They seem to run on a skeleton staff. So, they didn't have anybody that could possibly do a run-in and it sort of saved the situation. Yeah. Well, it was legitimate. To get well, Josh Morrell. Uh, the show's better when you're on it. Um, so hopefully it's not something that will keep him out for long. Speaking of somebody who's been out for long, though, Glenn, we saw Blair Davenport. Yeah, she's coming back. And we don't know when. I don't think they told us when. Right. Time it returns soon, is what they say. Soon. There you go. The, the infamous date on the calendar of soon. Um, she's coming back and she will help. Uh, we need, uh, you know, we, we've liked her in her short time in the UK. Um, so uh, we may have a problem with her, with her, 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 her shoot partner um, sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but her in the ring in the UK is, is, is good stuff. 
Myla Grace and Lash Legend, Glenn. I thought I thought we were done with them damn Yankees being over there. No, uh, this is the last time we'll see Lash in okay. the UK. Um, my note on this was, and I'm sure that I, I, this, I'm sure this episode. I don't know when they're because it just didn't seem. You know, Myla, Myla Grace is a good enhancement female. Lash Legend has come on leaps and bounds since we first saw her. Yeah. Uh, but my note from this is that match didn't do either of them any favours. No, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> not even a little bit. And the problem, <laughs> I, as I see it, is that as as good as 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 Myla Grace can be um, mm. in certain situations, she was not the person in there to put against Lash Legend. Oh. Lash Legend needs help. She mm. needs somebody leading that thing. And no disrespect to Myla Grace, I just don't think she's the one that needs to be in there leading Lash Legend through something. No, that's right. So it was a, it was just a wrong matchup. Um, yeah. Then we get news that Saray is coming to NXT UK next week. So I told you. Yes. We're done with the first round. Now we're getting the, the next lot in. And yeah. Saray, I wonder if she'll, you think she'll continue with the magic schoolgirl gimmick? Uh, the picture they posted of her was in the schoolgirl gimmick. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But of course, it's magic. When she, well, she touches her necklace, she transforms yeah. like a Power Ranger. Yeah, try to explain that to Mayor. Oh, funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want someone. I want to be in the room while that is explained to Johnny Singh. Yeah, yeah. Please. Um, um, and because obviously uh, the 2.0 tag division is all up in the air at the moment, and the UK need a decent tag team. Briggs and Jensen are coming over. Yeah, I think the UK crowd will like those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, I think they'll like them. And um, and they'll they they're another two. But we've said over the last couple of weeks on three point how much they've improved and how much they've got better. And obviously, mm -hmm. it was down to their little time in the UK. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Briggs and Jensen. They're big boys, and they're not afraid to hit hard, and they can be physical, and that just works in the UK on that show. Um, I, yeah. I know we're probably not going to see it, but you know, imagine a Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus match. Mm. You know, you that's know, a uh, that's a hoss fight, and I'm in that one all day long. I'd watch that all day long. Um, so uh, we'll see what they do, Briggs and Jensen over there. Um, we all the the next match featured another of the Americans, Glenn. This is a this this is when my alarm bell started ringing with this. I was watching okay. it live, and I'm thinking, this is the last match. Yeah, right. This is way I, too early in the show I, to be the last match. I was expecting them to do the um, Trent Seven promo. Yeah, at this point, and then. Have the Charles Samuels and Nandar 
against Wolfgang and Damon Kemp as the main event. Right. But no, they were what happened. So the alarm bell started going off, thinking they're up to something. There's going to be some dodginess going on. But talk about talk about the mat, the tag team match here. It was it was Samuels and Dar against Kemp and Wolfie, old Wolf Gang. Here's the thing. Okay, let me say this. I'll let you talk about it. Let me say this about it. This was diametrically opposed to the last legend deal. Okay. Last legend did not have somebody in there to lead her through that thing. Damon Kemp did. Damon Kemp had three guys in there to lead him through this thing that can do it and did do it. And the differences were amazing. He looked like amazing in comparison to last legend. Okay. That's right, exactly what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> made him look a million dollars. They all did. Yeah, they all knew what to do it's with him and what to do and all that. It's very rare that Shaw will let somebody ragdoll him. Mm. <laughs> he let David pick him up and wave him around. Oh, and my goodness. He put him in the, put him through the washing machine, man. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, all credit to the three of them. And they obviously um, a big credit to Damon Kemp because yes, he, he's come in there and he is obviously as likable as he comes across likable. Yeah, because those three guys obviously like him and wanted to work with him. Yeah, yeah. You see Kemp and you want to cheer for him because you yeah. you believe he's. He is who he is. He's a smiley guy, a legitimate amateur. Um, he doesn't mind to fight you, um, but he can wrestle you too. He's a guy you want to cheer for. And uh, putting him with Wolfgang, another guy you want to cheer for against these two heels, it was a great matchup. And uh, I thought it was definitely the best match on the show. There weren't that many matches on the show, but it was the best one. Can we just go back a week? Did you actually mm-hmm. see the piece of business with them in the pub? No. I did not. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was something. Okay. Find it. Watch it. We'll so so it Wolfgang next. takes Damon Kemp to a pub? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he say, uh, Wolfgang says, you're learning the UK. You want to learn the UK. Well, you can learn the Scottish way. And he takes him to the pub and gets him. No, okay. So the Scottish way is going to the pub. Yeah. That's how you train in Scotland. Yeah, it gets him absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. They kept refer- they kept referencing the Scottish way during this match, and I wasn't quite sure what they were talking about. But okay, yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that twenty pints in. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that old Damon Kemp's uh, shoot brother, old Gable Stevenson, has the same sort of. Uh, uh, charisma and ability that Damon does. Uh, yeah. That could be a, that could be an interesting little tag team. Those two brothers here in a few years. We'll see if that's yeah. uh, where they go. Um, Especially against uh, the uh, Creeds. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, be a legit wrestling man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ought to have that in a in a squared, a literal circled ring yeah. you know, with no ropes. You know, yeah. let them do it that way. I'd be fine with that. Um, but yeah, this is this was a good match with with four uh, or three pros and one guy that's that's working his way to becoming a good pro. Um, yeah, he's learned, he's learned, 
he obviously learned a lot while he was over here. Um, yeah. And I said to Brent last week, is he's done himself no harm at all by right. doing these silly little skits as well. He's proven to the company and the higher up that he's willing to do anything. That's an important thing. Absolutely. They need to know that you're on board and will do what whatever it takes. So yeah. sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But um I, I wouldn't think that uh, a segment of going to a pub with Wolfgang would be bad. No, <laughs> that doesn't hurt you uh, <laughs> at all. So so next week on the program, we're getting Samuels versus Saray. Yeah. Uh, and then Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter against Briggs and Jensen. So uh, that, that ought to be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. Nina Samuels needs to be given an honorary doctorate for Chase U. Yes. For putting all these girls over. She is the uh, the top uh, female jobber. She's going in there. She knows her role. And you're right. She is looking at the lights for a lot of these women. Yeah. Yeah, she should be. Yes, yes. An Andre Chase honorary diploma. Yeah. Um, for uh, I don't know what uh, degree she would be uh, 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 getting, but um, anyway, yeah, a good idea, good idea. Now, the main event of this program, as we mentioned, was not a match; it was a segment. Um, set the stage, Glenn. How did we get here? Um, Mustache Mountain. They lose the titles. So Oliver Carter, um, <laughs> and we go back Ashton to the old <laughs> Smith and Carter. Smith and Carter. Last See, week. that's why WWE just gives guys one's na- one name. It's easier. Smith and Carter. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I kept on going on about all the show. No, I should not. Have, I should be able to remember it by now. <laughs> um, and old uh, Trent. Basically says at the end of it, that's it. I'm done. I've said this. The if we lose, then I'm finished. There's going to be no more. I, I I can't do this anymore. And he walked out. So then we get this week. He's going to address the NXT universe. He comes out. Um, he starts his his uh, promo, and then he calls out, obviously Tyler Bate, and that's when you start thinking, mm, what's going to happen? What I did love is uh, he actually uh, did mention British Strong Style. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he said his, you know, he didn't say everybody's names, but uh, <laughs> me, you, and the other guy, me, you, and the other guy, yeah, yeah. You think he just couldn't bring himself to say Butch? Yeah, I probably <laughs> he probably wasn't allowed to say Pete Dunn, he no. couldn't say Butch, so he's like, All right, the other guy, yeah, me, you, and the other guy. Uh, uh, he come out, you know, Trent Seven looked to me, and I don't know if this was by design or if this is just, you know, his reality. He looked to me older than he has looked in the past. He looked like an old man in this segment. That was definitely. Hmm. How old do you think he is, really? What is his, is he, is he, is he made 40 yet? Like, how old is he, really? I don't know. He seems to be around for 
donkey's years. That's a quick. <laughs> I'm bad at, at at guessing people's ages. I have no concept. You could tell me he was 30 or 45, and I'd be like, okay. So am I, because you know I've known him for years, been around for years. He's 40. On the nose. Well, I got that one right. God damn it. I buried myself, but I pulled it through there. All right. He's 40 yeah. on the nose. So not an old man at all, but he looked like an he looked older than 40 on this segment. Which is a good it, it, you can't do it quite easily, especially if you're a very hirsute gentleman. Yes. Because he's just making the beard go a little bit more scraggly and if you, know, you, know, if you needed to put a little bit more gray in your hair, you could. Lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he looked. Yeah, he so he comes out. And he starts delivering his promo, and they're showing crowd shots, which is great. They're showing crowd shots, and the people are buying every word. And yeah, you got some tears. people wiping away tears, and you know they're hanging on every word, and they feel like they know what's happening. They, oh, he's gonna he's he's out here. He's gonna retire in front of all of us. He's gonna say he's done. Um, of course, like you mentioned, he can't do it alone. He calls out the big, strong boy, Tyler Bate, joins him in the ring. Um, he starts talking about telling stories about things that they've been through, places that they've been. Uh, the people are buying every word. Uh, he, seven's starting to get a little emotional there. You know, um, they embrace. Um, and then, then everything falls apart. Then what happens, Glenn? He goes for a nut shot. <laughs> no way. He straw arms the poor strong. That's right. Boy's nuts. Yeah, yeah. He 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 smashes the big strong boys um, to little strong boys right there in front of everybody. Uh, of course, then the crowd. The crowd then gives him a "you sold out" chant. Um, which I don't think is the right chant. Why, no. why, who did he sell out? He didn't sell out. No. <laughs> He's getting paid by WWE for a long time. He didn't automatically just start no. that. No. So the, you sold out. Shame on you, UK fans. Wrong chant there. Um, they could have <laughs> said any number of things, but that wasn't the right one. No. Yeah. Booing him uh, out building was a good uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah guys, that was good. Some of the guys getting there in his face. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you know you half expected some of those guys to lean over and take a swipe at him, but they're they didn't. Lucky. They're lucky that the it was trade seven. Yeah, to this. <laughs> yeah, well, seven seven's cool enough that he could let somebody get in his face and not respond. That's right. Um, so it was lucky that it was him, and you know other people might not have kept their cool, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but so that, that's how they left it. Seven, I've told you for a long time, Glenn, not to trust that Trent Seven. He finally went for the big, strong boys, took Tyler Bate down. And um, so what's going to happen now? I mean, you know, obviously they've got to have a match, right? Well, I'll say they're going to have a series of matches. Is that going to have anything to do with the WWE show in Cardiff? Probably build to that, yeah. Put that as a uh, the, the culmination of their series, perhaps. Um, yeah. They could do the old Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff best of seven deal, you know, uh, if they wanted to, and have the seventh I match think, at that event. I, I think it's going to be more for the next couple of months of, of 
Tyler trying to get his hands on mm. Trent, and Trent avoiding it and getting out of things. And this is why you would, uh, in in re- regular wrestling logic, you can do that, and then you put him in a cage where yeah, seven can't escape. That's right. You big yeah. premium live event. Yeah. And you had the big. I like it. Or they could make that a true retire, a retirement match, right? They could. Yeah. If, if if Seven really wants to get out of the ring, let him finish it up with bait. A true retirement match, something that we yeah. never see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bait wins. Seven loses. Seven has to retire. Um, and it's only at that moment when Seven can has that catharsis of everything coming out really emotional they yeah. really do embrace for real at this point. It's not wrestlers, it's friends. Um, and you have that big happy moment at the end. So they could do that. Yeah, it could do. So we'll yeah, see. Right. Johnny Saint, Sid Scala, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but we we know that they'll tell a good story. So mm-hmm. and the match will be great. You know that you know, whether it's one match or a series of them, it's gonna be great. Those guys don't have bad matches. No, um, that's right. So, against anybody. Um, so the match will be great whenever it happens. So anyway, overall, again, this you know, maybe not the best episode of the UK program we've ever seen, but this was a one segment program essentially with the uh, with the the seven yeah. and bait business at the end. It had to happen. They put it on the main event. That's probably the right move because you've got uh seven walking out of the ring. Uh, to the back and to a with a chorus of booze. Uh, the right move there, I think. I think Josh Morrell getting injured at the beginning didn't help. No, it didn't help. Because we used to we used to NXT UK starting hard and finishing mm. hard. Mm. Hmm. That's a good point. I didn't uh, think about that. Maybe that's why it felt off. That's a good yeah. point. For sure. Well, we'll see what they do next week. Maybe they'll. Uh, They'll start off with a good hot match and then finish it with something strong as well as they usually do. Um, yeah. So, anything else from this week, Glenn, that we need to uh, talk about before we get out of here? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we covered okay. both. We'll see about uh, next week's. Apart from, apart from the fact, uh, congratulations, champ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a I called my shot, Glenn. I'll have you know I told you guys that I was going to get every match correct, and that is what happened. I am gladly reclaiming the title of P.O.B., P.P.V., or P.L.E. There's too many letters. Prediction champion after my thorough drubbing of yourself and Brent and the mayor at the uh, most recent pay-per-view. I called my shot, Glenn. Yeah, it wasn't quite a dropping. It was. <laughs> it was well, my version. It was. <laughs> it wasn't those two, but uh, it was only one. Uh, only one match that I got wrong. So okay, well, so who screwed you? What was the one match you got wrong that weekend? Do you remember? Uh, Owens and. You were the only one that went for Owens. Oh yeah, okay. Everybody else went with. Uh, Ezekiel, who is who's definitely yeah. not Elias. No. <laughs> right. So I will happily reclaim the title here and, and hold it until uh, I guess the next big one is Money in the Bank. Yeah, we'll, uh, 
next time. I will defend it for money in the bank. Yeah. We need to hold um, on to it. We can't let it go. Yeah. It's bounce. We're hot shotting it too much, Glenn. Yeah. We got to hang yeah. on to it. Uh, we'll see. I will mention this. Um, next Sunday, I am going to be going to New Orleans for a few days for a work thing. Um, we're going to see exactly what time I leave to go that day. We'll see um, if we're able to record. Sunday, maybe have to do it a day early. I don't know. We're going to kind of play it by ear. But uh, I will be going to New Orleans on Sunday until Wednesday. And I am absolutely not bringing my phone or taking videos or pictures because that's how people get in trouble. (laughs) I will tell stories, but I may not have any photographic evidence because I like my job and I don't want to lose it. Yeah. And I need to have it. What <laughs> happens in Nola stays in Nola. Yes, sir. That is a fact. That is a fact. So we're going to – we'll see what happens with the recording schedule this coming weekend. We're going to have to play it by ear. I just don't know what time I'm going to leave that day. Because um, The sooner you get to New Orleans, Glenn, the more time you've got there. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> and you can do anything you want there 24 hours a day. Um, it's all there. <laughs> anything you want, anytime. So anyway um, – Take us out of here, Glenn. What do we need to mention? What do we need to talk about before we go? Well, we better give the AWIP guys another plug. Um, also, the the patron saints of uh, the piece of business DDT with DC and Doc. Um, the Nitrogen podcast. And, of course, Bang Bang podcast. Any of those, give them a listen. That's right. Give a listen to them. And of course, thank you to Thomas and Sportswire Radio. Uh, of course, everyone should be listening to Sportswire Radio, not just for wrestling stuff, also for legitimate sports uh, with interviews with, of, of, of fighters, of wrestlers, all of uh, basketball. They've recently had a, uh, some, some college basketball on the Sportswire Radio. So all things sports, both made up and legitimate can be found there. So anyway, this has been episode 86 of the piece of business podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL. He is Glenn at GA WrestleNut. We are a piece of business. Glenn, all that is left is for you to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>